there. You're listening to the Only Schoolers podcast. I'm Gina Prosh, and hanging out here with me as always is my co-host, Kristen Edwards. Where else would I be? Hello. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's April Fool's Day, but I promise we'll be good. No tricks from us. That's right. But I think we'll still have a good time. We always do, don't we? (laughs) You know that's right. I like to think that we can tackle the tough homeschool topics, but still have fun in the process. Because if you can laugh through it, you can get through it. Exactly. And if you know someone out there who could use a dose of our brand of tomfoolery and silliness, be sure to point them to our Only Schoolers handle on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to brighten their day. You can also find us on our website. We're at OnlySchoolers.com. We've got show notes and more. Just pop on, poke around, leave us a comment. And don't forget to stop by the Only Schoolers Etsy shop. Again, just look for the Only Schoolers handle. We've got lots of instant downloads to add some fun to your day today. And if email is your thing, drop us a line at onlyschoolers at gmail.com. And as always, thank you so much for continuing to tune in and sharing the podcast with your friends. You can tag us on social media or pass the word in your homeschool groups. We are on all the major podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. We've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to connect with us because you, the listeners, are the reason for everything we do here. And speaking of listeners, we get to announce the winners of our anniversary contest. Yes, we have a grand prize winner, Allison B., a first runner-up of Rhonda G., and a second runner-up, Becky L. So we will get those things out to you. Thank you for listening and for commenting. It was great to hear from you, and we will be in touch. We want to encourage you to keep connecting with us and with the Only Schoolers community. We've got all of these stories and anecdotes and homeschool tips, and they're just rolling around in our brains. It's great knowing that some of what we say actually hits home for you. Drop us a line. Let us know what else you'd like us to talk about. Chances are one or both of us has had some experience with just about any homeschool issue you can imagine. Oh, for sure. Sometimes homeschooling and especially homeschooling and only, can be a series of small frustrations. And just knowing that there's someone out there who's been there and lived to tell the story is a huge morale booster. At least it's been that way for me. Oh, same. And I love that you mentioned frustration because that's actually what we're talking about today. We've gotten up to the letter F in our podcast theme alphabet. So we thought the perfect words to look at, especially this time of year, are faith and frustration. So springtime always kind of feels like a renewal to me. It's a gift to see everything outside really just come alive again. I just had to have faith that all that empty space in the trees and the flower beds and the bird nests would finally fill up again when the time was right. And for me, faith goes hand in hand with frustration. And apparently I like alliteration because we've got a lot of that going on. But I get frustrated sometimes when it seems like spring will never come. I mean, I love winter, but come April, I'm ready for flowers and for hanging out on the deck and some warm breezes. Unfortunately, I've got no ability to change the weather. Enter frustration. So I just have to take this deep breath and have faith that it will all work out like it's supposed to. If you've ever read Mary Oliver's short poem, Don't Worry, the opening lines are, things take the time they take. Don't worry. But what about you? Are you thinking of kind of along similar lines with these two words? Oh, I completely agree that frustration and faith, they do go hand in hand. Um, When I was in about maybe fourth grade or so, I had this bookmark with a picture of a kitten hanging at the end of a knotted rope, and the caption was, 
When you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. And that's pretty much this episode in a nutshell. (laughs) So let's talk about frustration first. We'll get all of the annoyance, vexation, irritation out there. And then I think we can see how faith in the homeschool process gets us through those moments. So frustration, what is your take? Well, first of all, I think I had that same bookmark. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if we go back to frustration, I think frustration can serve a purpose. It can really force us to recalibrate, if you will. But you have to be willing to put in the work to get past that frustration. So, okay, I've got this perfect antidote to, to get us started here. Back in 2014, September and I traveled to London. So she was about eight years old at the time. And we're just having this jolly time, hopping on the tube, double-decker buses, just, you know, exploring any, anywhere and everywhere. So we'd heard that the Museum of London was this absolutely fabulous, very interactive, super kid-friendly, and had a section of the old Roman wall that had originally surrounded Londinium. So that was a must-see in my book. And I'm sensing that there's going to be a butt coming along somewhere in the story. <laughs> oh, yes, a big one. So I'd planned our visit for the afternoon part of the day. Got on the bus. I asked the driver the best place to hop off since I'm not that familiar with London at this point. He wasn't familiar with the museum himself, but when I told him what the address was, he's like, oh yeah, here's where you get off. This is your best bet. So we got off the bus, start walking around, and we just can't find it. And this is in the city of London proper. So all the streets are very winding and narrow and it's really easy to get turned around. So we walk for a bit. No luck. Can't find it. I see this guy leaning against a building. So I go up and I ask him if he knows where the museum is. He doesn't and he's about to meet someone for lunch, but he assures me that if I go inside the building where he was, someone inside will be able to help me. So I go in, I get another set of directions. We start off walking again. Still no museum. Oh no. Oh yes. (laughs) We literally made a giant circle, and 15 minutes later, we wound up seeing the same guy against the same building still waiting. So at this point, the humor in the situation is really starting to wear thin, but this this guy, he's so great. He just declares it his mission to help us locate this museum. So he pulls out his phone, he takes September by the hand, and off we go on this probably about 10-minute walk, just chatting away until we finally found the museum. And he was so friendly. And every time I'd say how much I appreciated his help, he'd say, well, this must be so, and I love the way he says, frustrating for you. So I'm not leaving you until we find this place. And he didn't. I have the cutest photo of him in September. I'll have to post it. Oh, you're just like Blanche Dubois. You, you know, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but you're right. It does fit exactly what we're talking about today. Feeling frustrated when you've planned so carefully, but it doesn't turn out. Feeling frustrated when you ask for help, but that doesn't work either. And maybe even a little fear creeping in around the edges that this is all just a whole wild goose chase. But it wasn't. And as you said, working through all that frustration was ultimately rewarding. Oh, for sure. I can vouch for the fact it is an amazing museum. If anyone is ever in London, track it down. You won't be sorry. But okay, Gina, how can we apply that experience to frustration in homeschooling? Can we make a little text-to-self or text-to-world connection here? What's been your biggest frustration as you educate Wyatt? I'm going to hit straight at the name of our podcast, Only Schoolers. Now, we have no regrets that Wyatt is an only child. We never planned for more than an only child. And I always joked if God wanted us to have two, I would have been pregnant with twins the first time. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I sense another but coming up. <laughs> but yes, indeed. But sometimes, you know, it's just really frustrating when there's only a single kid at home. People who homeschool multiples do end up with built-in playmates. And while Rich and I have never longed for siblings since each of us is an only, it would have been nice when Wyatt was younger if there was a handy aunt or uncle who would have been around every now and then, or if there would have been cousins to go play with, spend the afternoon with. And now the frustrations mount because I'm trying to do too much. You know, I run a business, I homeschool, I organize and teach a co-op. I keep track of skating. We do this podcast. And when it all gets to be too much, it can be very frustrating. It's even more frustrating because I know it's my own darn fault. And what's even more frustrating is then I'm blaming and beating up on myself for overcommitting on something. And then I'm trying not to take out that frustration on everybody in the whole house. I want to step off the merry-go-round for just a little while, but the blasted horse I'm on, it just keeps bouncing up and down and going around and around. And the world keeps spinning faster and faster and faster. I know what you mean. I've been on that ride a time or two, actually kind of on it right now too. And it really is no fun. I can't get off because I do have commitments, but I can lighten my load. And lately I have by kind of giving up some stuff. Yes. So one of the things I'm actively doing right now is offloading various responsibilities to other people or sometimes ditching things entirely. I kind of would say that every few years, I tend to experience the creep of overcommitment, like I'll get rid of everything and then it just slowly builds back up again and I need to purge things from my plate of responsibilities. It's always different and each time has its unique challenges, maybe even its frustrations, but I am beginning to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Just so long as the light at the end of the tunnel isn't a train headed in my direction, I should be good. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, here's to no trains in that tunnel. (laughs) Definitely. So if we're talking strictly homeschool, then, you know, it's kind of an extension of the same idea. But instead of overcommitment with responsibilities, it's an overcommitment to the things we're going to do during any homeschool year. You know how it goes. Ooh, this looks fun. Or, oh, we'd love to do that. We need to visit here. Whatever. Kristen, you travel. So you know the advice. Pack your suitcase with everything you think you'll need. Now take two-thirds of it out, and you'll probably still have too much. Oh, for sure you will. Because you really don't wear a new outfit every time. Travel light. Best advice. We can seriously share one carry-on for a week trip at this point. And so we need to homeschool light, too, because... Packing the year with homeschool plans is exactly the same as packing your suitcase with too many clothes. You end up carrying around a bunch of dead weight and you won't need it anyway. And plus, they almost always have stores where you're going, you know? So if yes, you're, they do. you're homeschooling, <laughs> they, they have stores there. So if you decide partway through your, your homeschooling year that you need stuff, they still have stores. Um, so plan all the fun things, plan them all in pencil, and then you can erase about two thirds of them. You'll still have plenty of things to keep you busy, but you'll have a much more manageable schedule. So that's my take. Now, talk to me. Tell me about, tell me all your frustrations. (laughs) What, we have a half an hour show here, right? Okay, yes. But so for now, I'm going to go with my two biggest frustration categories as I homeschool. One is outward frustrations, and then one is inward frustrations. So outwardly, that's just frustration with the circumstances that are beyond my control. So. We plan a trip to the zoo, but we wake up and it's raining that day. 
or we have a free day with absolutely no outside commitments, but the museum we wanted to go to isn't open that particular day. Or sometimes a book I placed on hold at the library doesn't show up until after I wanted to use it because it's such a good book, someone else is extending their use of it. Stuff like that, it's, it's minor in the giant scheme of things, especially in the homeschool scheme of things, but it is still mildly frustrating because my plan can't progress and I have no control over that. There's a larger frustration I feel sometimes when people who truly don't understand homeschooling question my decisions, or they act as if my kid can't possibly know as much or work as hard or have as rich an educational experience as a kid who attends traditional school. Yes, or they think they know your kid better than you know your kid. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's, they, they can't know any homeschool kids out there or, you know, honestly, they realize how far off the mark that assumption is. Oh, exactly. It's, it's so off the mark. But sometimes if I feel the ignorance is truly that, they really are not knowing anything about this alternative method of learning, then I'll take the time to visit and explain what we do, why we do it, how it works. And it does ease my frustration when I realize where the questioning is coming from. And who knows, maybe they'll decide homeschooling sounds amazing and they'll want to try it themselves. Or maybe if it's an older person, they'll be excited when their son or their daughter tells them they want to homeschool their grandchildren. However, if it's clear that someone's just spoiling for a fight, I smile and move on. There is no sense in letting a minor frustration grow into a big fight. Oh, and sometimes it takes a few rounds in getting knocked around to, to get that point through, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. I like to think that I can let that frustration slide right by these days. But when we first started on this path, it was really hard not to want to defend our choice every single time. There really is a lot of wisdom in just letting it go. So as hard as all that outward frustration can be, I feel I've gotten to a point where I can deal with it more easily. And that's just experience. It's the inner frustration that is a lot tougher for me because that's about me personally. It's kind of like you, you know, you're frustrated because this, these are things that you've done to yourself. And so with this inner frustration, it's when the plan and the reality don't match. And I feel like these are circumstances I should be able to control, which makes it even more frustrating. You'd think we've been at this lifestyle long enough to where I know that's probably not going to be the case more often than not. And I do know that, but it's just hard. I feel like because we've been at this at so long, I should be able to anticipate rough spots or at least have more tricks up my sleeve to work through them. Oh, but as moms, I don't think there's ever going to be a time when we're not beating up ourselves about something. I'm, I always remind myself that I should give up using the word should. I know, I should too. But in the end, well, oh, it's just frustrating. So, okay, I'm going to admit it. This year has been hard, like all caps, hard. Some of it is pandemic related. Some of it's the jump to high school. Some of it's extracurricular stuff that we've got going on that isn't working out like we thought. Add it all up though, and it's, it's been a struggle, which is fine. It would be stupid to think that there won't be growing pains with the transition to high school or that the pandemic restrictions aren't just wearing me out. Please, Chick-fil-A, just let me come inside and sit down again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Please. Seriously, though, I get frustrated with myself because I feel like we've been doing this forever. I mean, not the pandemic. That just feels like it. But I'm talking about homeschooling. I feel like I should be able to sit down and figure this out and get us back on track. This is not a new situation. I've read plenty of articles. I've sat through plenty of webinars. I should be able to take all those new ideas and apply them here. It's just not working this year. We shouldn't feel like we're limping to the end of the school year, desperately searching for the finish line. Oh, and I think we've all had those years, if, if we're really going to be honest. I don't know a single homeschool family who hasn't been frustrated with the past year. It's been long. It's been hard. And as you said, not having a finish line in sight and being pretty sure the light at the end of the tunnel is a train, you know, <laughs> hard, hard, hard. And people say, oh, but you homeschool, so you just carried on like normal. And I'm all like, no, this is not normal. We never stay at home this much. We need to get out of our house. All of those yes. things. Yes, we need to get out of the house. And I know. And I also know, like I mentioned when I was talking about our London adventure, the frustration can serve a purpose. It can force us to recalibrate, to reach out, to try new things. And I feel like I just spent the first half of this year, whatever, fighting it, I guess. But at some point after Christmas, my focus shifted. I stopped fighting the frustration. Now I sit with it. I think about it. I slow down the panic, all this negative thinking that creeps in. What can I change this week to get us through? What are the priorities this week? Then I make a plan, knowing that plan will only work for this week, because everything will likely be different next week. Of course it will. And by not planning for three months out, because, you know, three months out is a total crapshoot, you really do actively lessen the amount of frustration you're going to feel. Um, just let today's troubles be enough for today. For real, because they are. So maybe this week we slow down. We run away for a day. We drive four hours round trip for our favorite Mexican food. Whatever it takes. This work to get through the frustration will pay off in a couple of months. I know it will. And we'll be able to look back and see all the good experiences and amazing learning that took place despite everything. And maybe we'll even laugh about our fabulous but frustrating freshman year. This frustration is just temporary. I have to have faith in the process, and I do. Which is the perfect way to slide into our second theme for today, which is faith. Yes. And when we say faith, we mean complete trust or confidence in something or someone, right, Gina? So how does faith figure into your homeschool process? Well, I remember when I was a little girl, I often helped my grandma churn butter from this dairy cow she had named Twinkle, 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 Little Star. I got to name her. <laughs> um, <laughs> But grandma would make fresh baked bread, cinnamon rolls, and they were so delicious with super soft, freshly churned butter on top of them. So here was the deal. She would turn on one of the game shows she loved to watch and she'd put the cream in, oh, you know, those old glass churns with the paddles yeah. and the crank. And she'd, yes, she'd set me to cranking on it. And so I'd watch match game or password with her and I'd crank and crank and crank. And I'd crank with my right hand. And then when that arm got tired, I'd crank with my left hand. And then I'd go back to cranking with my right hand. And I'd complain to her, this is never going to work. And grandma would say, sure, it will. It always does. And so I keep cranking and switching from my right to my left and back again. And then I would do a crank and kerplunk. The churn would suddenly crank funny and there would be butter. To me, that's homeschooling. <laughs> You keep at it, and you keep at it, and you keep cranking, and you have some faith. 
we actually live in my, my grandma's house. And though we've remodeled it, the kitchen is still where the kitchen was. So sometimes I'll look around this space that I've known all my life. And I've rolled that scene around in my head over the years as we've homeschooled. Crank, crank, crank. This is never going to work. You know, crank, crank, crank. Sure it will. It always does. That's homeschooling right there. Yeah, that story is spot on. And when you're talking about homeschooling being better, I just flashed back to that idea that we only have our one pancake. And so this is the butter <laughs> that we put on our one pancake. <laughs> so I may need to go out and get a butter churn for our kitchen. But I think faith in the process is one of those things that I have to consciously tap into. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, even after all of these years. So to go back to frustration for just a second, and you mentioned it earlier, for me, I think there is this component of fear involved too. I get frustrated because I'm afraid something won't work out. So that fear might keep me from doing what I need to do or I want to do, which leads to more frustration because I'm not doing what I want to do. So it's just this vicious cycle, right? But what happens if I invite faith into that circle, into that cycle? It kind of stops everything in its tracks, right? Because I think it's really hard for fear and faith to exist side by side. If I have faith in the process, if I truly believe that homeschool works for my daughter and I have complete confidence in what we're doing, even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else and even if it's a really hard year, well, that slows down that circle. It stops it. That fear can't feed my frustration anymore or vice versa. Faith, faith wins here. I might be frustrated by how long the process is taking or how some days or years in that process are really hard, but faith gives me some room to breathe. It's no longer what we have to get past. It's what we have gotten past. Okay, y equals mx plus b. Algebra, slope-intercept formula. Now, there is something that can be frustrating. Yes, it can, and parts of it really were. But I just had this faith that if we kept at it, if we just slowed down and we took our time, we'd get it. And I do say we because I never did that well in math in high school. So to come alongside and help September, I had to learn it too. I had to figure out how to explain it to her. So we did. Like Henry Ward Beecher said, every tomorrow has two handles. We can take hold of it with the handle of anxiety or the handle of faith. So we just grabbed that handle of faith when it came to algebra. Just believing if we kept at it, we'd figure it out. And we did. See, I knew you would get it. I knew you would be able to figure out algebra. It might not ever be your favorite subject, but isn't it actually exciting to realize that you can now say you actually understand this thing that you thought you would never get? And there's the bonus that September sees you still willing to put in the time and effort to learn something too. And you're doing the same thing with geometry this year, right? Yes, lifelong learning in progress, baby. One page at a time. Are some days frustrating? You bet. But I have faith in the process because I saw how it worked last year. So I can do algebra. I can do geometry. And I, I honestly, I understand it way better than I did in high school. So yay me. By that same logic, I have faith that this radical lifestyle, this homeschooling, this ownership of education, it will be successful. We're following a process. We're building on what we know. We're reaching for more knowledge. We're building on that. We're taking our time. We're slowing down as we need to. We're going faster when faster works for us, and so on and so forth. And that process is going to look different for every single homeschooling family, but that's okay. 
just have faith that even when you can't see a difference or you're frustrated that a concept is taking far longer to learn than you'd anticipated, it will all work out in its own time. Just like spring always follows winter, even when we're frustrated that it's taking longer than we like. Have faith in the process. Listen to Mary Oliver. Don't worry. Go enjoy that new growth. You know, Kristen, I am a firm believer in buying myself my own Christmas gift and birthday gift. I always get myself something. And this year for Christmas, after a year really filled with anxiety and fear and all sorts of upheaval, I saw this necklace online and the charm read, fear is a liar. And that's what I bought myself for Christmas. And I wear it every single day. And it reminds me not to be fearful when I'm frustrated. And it nudges me to have just a little bit of faith. I love it. I've got a little plaque on a bookshelf in the front room and it says, everything is figure outable. And that kind of helps me in that same way. So listeners, what are you feeling frustrated about today? How can we help you work through that frustration? And please tell us your stories of having faith in the process of homeschooling. We would love to hear them. If you want to share, join us on Facebook and Instagram at our Only Schoolers handle. You can also email us at onlyschoolers at gmail.com or find us at our website, onlyschoolers.com. Thanks so much for listening today. Congratulations again to our anniversary prize winners. We will get those out to you right away. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with the letter G. So until then, goodbye, and we will see you soon. Bye.